Welcome to Two 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 Paranormal Podcast. With your host, podcast. Jen and Joe. Why did the chicken cross the road? To get to the other side. To listen to the podcast. Ah. <laughs> um, Joe. Yeah. Got a question for you. Okay. Why did I dream I was ice skating on, on, um, in a parking lot where there was only a little bit of ice, and I was going in a circle, and I stole five hundred dollar bill out of Betty White's pocket. <laughs> And then I stole the $100 bill out of, of what's the DJ in town that's so annoying? Oh, what's Denny Schaefer. Yes, I stole $100 out of his pocket. I was having the weirdest dreams, like, lately, like, weird. Like, I was next to the Titanic in the water. Yeah. Trying to get on the ship, but it was so huge. No, it was a cruise ship. It wasn't a Titanic. It was okay. a cruise ship. And I was in the water, and I was like this big, compared, yeah. you know, like an ant size compared to the Titanic or to the ship. And I couldn't get up. Dreams are weird. What does that mean? Don't know. If there's any dream interpreters out there. I literally got up and got on my phone at like four in the morning. and was trying to figure out what it meant, like ice skating mm-hmm. and stealing money and <laughs> being <laughs> trying to get on the big ship. So I think that all correlates. Yeah. To, I'm on thin ice. I need to pay my bills, yes. and I feel overwhelmed by the sheer size of my bills. Mm-hmm. So everybody buy some, buy some t-shirts. merchandise. Yeah. <laughs> so our guest today, Amanda Baker, is a really interesting person. Yeah. So, and I'm not sure if she mentioned it during our interview, but um, our friend Sarah from paranormal xl podcast got check her out she's yes. a great podcast too um had mentioned that amanda was a white witch and i was thinking about this this week before you know as we're doing our show prep it's like i didn't know what that exactly meant yeah so i looked it and i want to tell our listeners because okay. i think it's really interesting and you know maybe a lot of us might do some of these type of things and not really call ourselves that but so White witches, they practice what they call white magic, which is aiming to do good in the world for a greater community. And witchcraft traditionally rises in popularity as faith and institutions and establishments kind of plummet. So, you know, like instability in the world rises up and then people, you know, kind of try to find the balance with whatever practices they're they're or path that they're on. So kind of given those circumstances of like with going through the pandemic and now we're into weirder social times, um, we're currently living through one of those least stable times, I guess, periods Mm -hmm. in American history. And so it's no surprise that a growing number of white witches want to practice white magic. And it's also referred to as natural magic. Okay. So white magic is practiced through healing, blessings, charms, incantation prayers and song a white witch is a good witch so think of like glenda the good witch not her evil sister who hit a house fall on her in the wizard of us a white witch uses practical magic aimed towards the greater good which is more what they would call like a modern witch with noble aims and so you know if you're interested in white magic or any other type of witchcraft it's a good place to start your investigation which would be looking into like a witch's guide or, you know, there's podcasts and websites mm-hmm. or whatever. So along that lines, you want to know what the difference between a black witch and a white witch is, which is 
not color people's skins <laughs> people it's it's the type of magic mm -hmm. um or witchcraft that they perform so white and black witchcraft has two sides to the coin so it's the light and the dark traditionally black witchcraft or black magic refers to the use of power for evil or malicious purposes white witches focus on the benevolent um greater good so it's you know, he, like we said, healing, maybe yeah. Reiki practices mm -hmm. or doing positive affirmations is, you know, along that lines. Yeah. You know, some of the ways that you can get started in that is like a lot of people start with crystals, start using um, the power of crystals. Um, you know, you can just order them off of Amazon yeah, really. if you need to. Or go to a show, that way you yeah. can talk to the the person that's selling them and figure out what's good mm -hmm. to have. Yeah, you can, um, you know, indulge in some self-care with, you know, maybe some sage. Um, you can do sweeps, candles, bath bombs, soaps. There's glamour magic kits, herbal um, remedies, um, gems, floral essence, hair serums, foot scrubs. Those type of things are all bringing things together for the intention of feeling better or healing you know you can participate in maybe creating some jewelry so along those lines you know it, it's things about um which is really interesting because you think about it you know people who were label witches back in the day were really herbalists yeah right? the natural healers mm -hmm. using the medicines of nature mm -hmm. to heal and that's what we've done for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, you know, a exactly. caveman got a cut and they stuck a leaf on it and it seemed to heal it. And then they kept pulling those leaves, you know, mixing different remedies. Mm -hmm. You know, there's still like, what would they call it? Like folklore medicine or natural? Well, natural healing. I mean, it. I actually had a doctor that had a pharmacy right in his office that was all natural supplements. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, there are some signs that you are a white witch. A white witch is someone who practices magic for the greatest good of all and harm to none. Um, they are often healers or have a special connection to nature, which has come from all backgrounds and practices and belief systems. You know, a lot of times the word witch is really misunderstood, especially historically, you know, people would shame people or persecute women and you know joe you and i went to the um drowning pool in michigan yeah. where they um interrogated and what we just called judged i guess yeah. i know there's a word for it i can't think of it right now but basically um put on trial mm -hmm. um women who were quote-unquote witches and that could have been for anything you know even if like she got mad at the husband well she must be a witch mm -hmm. which you know is true yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> no, but, you know, some of the signs like, you know, that you could be a, a, a white witch is you transmute emotions and experience into massive energy that creates changes. So basically you, um, you know, you have everybody has like positive and negative emotions, but you are trying to um, channel your positive energy out you may move people to tears you could uplift somebody's spirits you could provide healing and encouragement it's just like almost like magnetism i guess you would yeah. say uh you could 
your connection to nature is unparalleled. You know, there's a lot of people who will go out and um, get excited by being by a fire or loving to look at the moon and the stars and, you know, maybe birds and dogs and whatever small animals are attracted to you. Like Jujo, like, you know, capybaras love Joe. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a white witch. No. You're a warlock. <laughs> but this, the thing about this is it seems like everything we're talking about is just almost like normal people that are attracted to a lot of nature stuff. Well, nature is grounding too, right? Yeah. You know, you've talked a lot about, about grounding mm-hmm. and, and going out into nature to decompress. Get out in the woods, yeah. And get fresh air and release the negative. Like just walking around in the grass is po- it's polarizing. It's a physical, actual scientific physical thing that if you walk around in the grass with shoes off um, and, you know, clean grass, don't walk in dog doo-doo or anything. Um, well, that'll bring up other emotions. <laughs> there's, um, you know, ions that are absorbed into your body and it's, it's cleansing. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is your magic, your intentions and your rituals always have some kind of powerful effect. So, you know, you may um, be looking to attract love or, financial um abundance or you know some people want to um heal relationships um with you know family or loved ones or friends or whatever um you know some people want to use that intention to just better themselves you know like make better decisions or another one is you have the ability to manifest your natural confidence Sometimes that's intimidating to, uh, to others. Like people mistake confidence for arrogance. Yeah. And those are people that are just a lot of times just have a negative spirit. It's infectious, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you go somewhere and you and you just laugh and start laughing to yourself, you look around, people are going to start smiling. They're going to start laughing, right? Like positive energy is is contagious. People who are in that negative spirit, they will run or they will confront, mm-hmm. right? Basically. Um, let's see if there's one more. Yeah, there's one more. You're a healer and your words hold massive power. So use them wisely. So basically, you can use your powers. Um, incantations are a great one. Prayers, um, positive affirmations. I'll tell you one that I like to use. Mm-hmm. And it sounds a little hokey, but... If I go through the drive-thru and there's somebody working the drive-thru and say, for example, she has her nails done and her nails look cute, I will compliment their nails. Yeah. That could change their whole day. Oh, yeah. One positive thought mm-hmm. or compliment or attaboy or, um, you know, just acknowledgement of people, a smile. Yeah. Can have the butterfly effect, right? Then their day takes a different tone and maybe they're nicer to somebody else and that goes on and on and on. So, you know, I think... Although you may say, well, that's not really being a witch. It's being a, it's, it's spreading healing, right? Which is kind of the whole point of like what people call a white witch. It is because it's for the positive. You're healing for the positive. And they've done this for years through different herbs and stuff. And most of the people that we know that call themselves witches are in this category Mm -hmm. because they work with the crystals. They work with the herbs, say, you know, incantations for the better and stuff. And I don't think I've ever really met a dark witch. 
I remember one time, and it was at Michigan Paracon, and I was standing there with Rebecca Schmuck, who is mm-hmm. the Motor City Medium, if anybody... Um, who is awesome. Yeah. Look, look her up. And this girl walked by, and she had the weirdest energy, and she dressed like a witch gothy yeah. whatever you know i'm not i'm not you know uh what do you call it like pointing judging right <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't think of the word like but you know stereotyping yeah she was very beautiful don't get me wrong she was young but she had something very negative mm-hmm. and rebecca and i and i'm not you know i don't i'm not psychic i'm yeah. not a medium i'm empathic and we both, as when she just physically walked by us, looked at each other and like, <laughs> we both said at the same time, did you feel that? <laughs> we could sense something yeah. attached to her. So like, maybe she was into something dark like it's that. It's possible. And you know, it's like, you don't know. A lot of people, and this is, this kind of goes along with like what's going on in the state of the world today with, you know, all this talk about secret societies and and you know the weird fringy you know like strange stuff is you don't know what people are into no you don't you you know you could have your higher echelons who are you know your your movie stars or your moguls or your billionaires or whatever and they could be into the weirdest darkest shit Mm -hmm. right like there's great rumors about some of these pop stars at Oh, yeah. And you can see it's all over the internet. I sold my soul to the devil. Yeah. They're like, how did you get so famous? I sold my soul to the devil. (laughs) And they're coming right out with it, right? And they're like not hiding it anymore. Mm -hmm. But you just don't know. You don't know. And it could be publicity stuff. Maybe. Maybe not. Anyhow, let's get into the interview. Um, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) With Amanda Baker. It was an awesome interview. I hope you enjoy it. And we'll talk to you on the flip side. Yeah, yeah. And welcome to the show, Amanda. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's amazing we ran into you here. There's so many people wandering around. I know. It's crazy, isn't it? <laughs> I couldn't not stop, you know? Yeah, I know. Yeah, for sure. Amanda, tell us a little bit about your history and your background and how you got involved with the paranormal. Oh, my goodness. Okay, well you want to share we want it all it's okay okay yeah well i was born no just joking <laughs> start from the beginning, start from the beginning <laughs> yeah. right uh when i was a little girl i i used to like f- just feel presences presence around me you know um and when i was about 14 my dad took a job at charlton park which is in barry county um michigan hastings michigan it's a historic village and the man who founded it, his name is Irving Charlton. And he was an Indian trader. Um, he traded with the Indians. He collected artifacts. He was a very historical person in Barry County. Mm-hmm. So they opened on his land next to the river. They opened this village and they brought all these buildings in, like buildings that were going to be demolished, like historical buildings. Okay. Like there was the Bristol Inn that used to be on Bristol Lake and... It's a super active building. <laughs> they all are. Yeah. Like, they all are. But he had a home that was right on the river, and he had a storefront there. And when my dad took this job, he was the caretaker for this village. So the first night that we moved in, my parents, they didn't bring their bed. I brought my bed. 
I was like, well, I'll just stay here tonight by myself. Mm-hmm. And how about whole whole? I was 14 at okay. that time. Yep. And I just remember not sleeping at all because I felt like a crowd of people were watching me, and I'm pretty sure they were. Yeah. Wow. And that was my first like real experience with paranormal. Mm-hmm. And I remember my dad. He's a Civil War reenactor. He did that for. Well, it's been 38 years now. Okay. He's done that. Wow. And he would go away on the weekends, and my mom and I would be sitting at the house, and we'd hear people walking around upstairs, you know, um, doors slamming, mm-hmm. and we just kind of ignore it. Well, like, later on, my mom was like, do you remember that? I'm like, how could I forget it? Like, we never brought attention to it, yeah. which was so odd to me. So that was kind of the beginning for me. And then I met up with, okay, so I met up with Mama Mary, mm-hmm. her mom trained me to be a bus driver, school bus driver. So I met Mama Mary a long time ago, 20 years ago. Oh, wow. And we weren't, like, friends, but we were acquaintances. And I watched her go through her journey. And it's so weird because I have all these people that I've connected to that are psychic mediums. And it's like we were all kind of, like, doing our own thing and and brewing that all up. And then we kind of, like, met in the middle. Mm -hmm. And that was when I kind of became in touch with more spirituality so it was kind of odd for me but it felt right yeah you're almost drawn to her yeah like the universe or the ether drew you to her so that you could grow in your abilities I agree Mm -hmm. yeah so and just having that connection with her and various others like Sarah and Josh and Julie Mm -hmm. I don't know it's like it's like my spirit team like here you know Uh right I feel like we had past lives. It could well, have been. They Definitely. say that they're soul families. You yeah. stick around with the same people that you know you know from previous incarnations and that. So it's very possible. Yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. Do you believe in reincarnation? Very much so. Okay. Very much so. Have you ever gone or um, explored your past lives? I have actually. Um, I did a regression with Mary. Okay. And it was very interesting because she, if you've ever done that with her, you should, you should. Mm -hmm. I I recommend it. It's amazing because you just, it feels right. Like Mm -hmm. it explains how you are in this lifetime, Mm -hmm. in this point, because of all the things that you've gone through in the past. Mm -hmm. And it's so weird because I know I've met people. And I'm like, I know I've had a past life with you. There's something about you, yeah. mm-hmm. you know? And, yeah, I very much believe in that. Very much. Mm-hmm. I had a, uh, a reading one time, and a lady said that my fear of bridges comes because I was a man in, in London or England and was robbed and stabbed and thrown off a bridge. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and so, you know, I have this great, terrible fear of bridges. So probably the Mackinac Bridge really terrifies oh, you. <laughs> We could do a whole podcast just on my terrification about the <laughs> Mackinac Bridge. I love it because I know what's on the other side yes. is my happy place. But it's like Joe drives, and I'm like, don't drive on the great part. Drive on the cement part. I know. And I'm okay. It's the going up and not being able to see the edge. Once I'm over the hump mm-hmm. and we're on the way down, I'm fine. And it's not even like the height part. It's just mm-hmm. like going up and can't see what's yeah. what's next oh yeah yeah does oh, that I make sense you. yeah absolutely i hear yeah. you do you have any fears or um anxiety about anything um i mean we all have fears uh irrational fear of like 
Well, I mean, I, I used to be afraid of spiders and bugs. Yeah. You know? Who isn't, right? But. Well, and now I, I actually was hypnotized. Mm-hmm. And I'm not afraid of them anymore. Oh, I just that's kind cool. of accept that you know, they're just sharing the space with us mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. Irrational fears. Oh, I don't know. I think I have a fear of drowning because I feel like whenever I'm around, you know, when you go around a big ship mm-hmm. and you're like walking on the pier and the ship is like this big hulking thing yes. and you're looking up at it <laughs> and then you look down and you're like, oh, <laughs> like, I don't, that were, scares me. Were you on the Titanic? In the past I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> I am fascinated with that, but yes. not enough to pay $250,000 and go down there and no. be bolted in and die. So <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. I'll watch the movie. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Joe and I did one time go to a Titanic exhibit. Were you? Were no, you? I didn't go. Oh, with I you. was with somebody, um, other family members. Mm-hmm. We went to that Titanic exhibit. It was haunting. I bet. It was really interesting. It was I bet. cool. I liked it. I enjoyed it. It's kind of that same feeling like when you go into a museum and you're around the artifacts and the antiquities and stuff. It was kind of like they had that vibe to it. Oh, yeah. It's definitely a feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you go into Gettysburg, you're just driving in, you oh feel the history gosh. and the energy. And, you know, we're all susceptible to ex- figuring or getting that energy in us. You know, oh, yeah. we always say, well, I'm an empath. Well, kind of everybody is. Mm-hmm. You know, we mm-hmm. all sense that. You can walk in a room when somebody's pissed off, you can tell, you know, something oh, yeah. like that. But mm-hmm. going into places like that, and like when Jen went into the museum with the artifacts from the ship, mm-hmm. I just yes. think of that. You know, I think of. Like psychometry, I think it's called. Yeah. How you can touch an object and actually get vibes and yes. feel what happened to that object. Yes. Yeah. But something like that where you had such tragedy and such emotion exploding into all those items. You know, the stone tape theory just takes over. Right. And going into a museum, you know, feel that. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know. I've been to Gettysburg. Um, my father is a Civil War reenactor. Okay. okay. So we went to the 125th. I think I was... Oh. It was right about that time that we were moved into that village. I think Mm -hmm. I was 14 at the time. And it is very haunting there. But my dad has so many stories of, like, camping. Because he he would do reenactments on the actual battlefields. Oh, cool. And he said, I wish I could tell this story and do it justice. But he was in... uh, He was in Tennessee somewhere. Okay. And um, he said, you know, he was all set up and everybody went to bed and he was laying in bed his bed like his little dog tank type of thing mm-hmm. and um he was laying there and he woke up and it was like the middle of the night kind of breaking dawn type of thing and he looked out and he saw soldiers oh, out there cool and yeah and he was like and they were just like looking around at everything and like looking at the the guy's equipment and uh-huh their tents and stuff and he was like it really kind of freaked him out (laughs) and my dad's like not afraid of anything like Mm -hmm. he's just yeah so he was like it really kind of freaked me out I watched them for a while I closed my eyes and I rolled over and I laid there for the longest time and I rolled back over and they were still there (laughs) and I was like usually you roll over and they're gone right Mm -hmm. but he was like this there's something to this like yeah definitely did, was he a believer before that in the paranormal? I or? think I feel like my dad has had 
experiences. Well, of course, he worked in that village. Okay. So he had experiences of um, seeing people in the buildings and okay. and that kind of thing. So he was a believer, but he never really paid much mind to it. Like, he was just like, it is what it is. Yeah. You know, and he's from the South. So, like, his mama and his mima and mm-hmm. all Momo, the one, mm-hmm. sh- you know, they would, they said, don't talk about that. Don't talk about that. Those are haints. We don't want to talk about them, oh, yeah. you know, and mm-hmm. you're going to curse us. So I think he probably, like a lot of people, yeah. you know, don't talk about that. Yeah. Like little kids, they kind of shush them and their gifts go away. Exactly. Yeah. They're afraid to to tell anybody because they're going to get chided, right? Yeah. That's, it's sad because, you know, we've talked to a lot of people and it's like the same story. I had, the, I was seeing things, I had mm-hmm. been seeing things, I suppressed it for so long and now... I'm coming here to this convention because I'm opening myself up to it again, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, a, it's incredible. It's yeah. so cool. Yeah. You know, that's what I love about coming to the conventions is that people are open-minded. They mm. can learn from others and they can be free to share their stories. Oh, absolutely. Well, how about you guys? Do you have some paranormal experiences? I know no. you must. No, no none at all. Joe no. has one. No. Joe had one. Um, well, I've had a few. I've had walls pushed over on me. I've seen, um, Woke up to black seven foot black shadow leaning on my bed looking at me. I woke up to red shadow figures. Really? In my room. Mm-hmm. I've had a um, experience at a place, and the, the listeners heard this a few times. But I was we were in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. at the um, Butler Pennsylvania Convention. Okay. We left there and we found a cemetery called the Black Cross. Now, this is a cemetery. It's what but. 50 by 100. It's real small. Mm-hmm. And there was a stump, like a four-foot stump with a bow ru- bow tied to it. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting, you know. And there's no markers or anything there. Okay. But when we got there, we felt the woods looking at us. We heard babies crying. Mm-hmm. We heard voices, stuff like that. And it was all forest. There was yeah. nothing around there. And it, there's it's not even a house around it. You know, the oh, closest my. house is probably three to 400 yards away. Okay. So... I'm in the woods with Jen and um, Josh, and I look at this stump, and I look over again, and it turned into a man jumping out of the woods at me. He was wearing, like, gray wool pants, um, I believe a red shirt. That's what popped in my mind, you know, maybe he did, I don't know. But he had ashen face, and he was, like, jumping out at me. And oh, my then, then it was the stump again. Just it, that wow. quick. And it's funny because Joe's, like, my dad, mild mannered, everything. It's okay. It's mm-hmm. calm. It's good. We're good. I literally saw him jump off the ground. <laughs> oh <laughs> I've my never gosh! Seen that in my life. My adrenaline was going. <laughs> he you side. are pretty mild mannered, so yeah, yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh, that's very cool though. Like, but oh yeah, I've had stuff like that happen. You know, the waking up in the middle of the night, looking and seeing this thing leaning, one hand on the bed, leaning over, looking at me. Oh my gosh! I just laid there, and then it vanished, and I laid there for the next hour, thinking, okay. What <laughs> shadow, what the, you know. Yeah. Trying to rationalize yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Do you have so. any activity in your house? Anything? Oh, my goodness. Uh, uh, always, oh, a loaded <laughs> question, right? I've always got activity around me. And whenever I have readings, I always, you know, because I do readings, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, whenever I have readings, they always tell me, you have so many dead people around you. <laughs> like, I'm, you're like a walking cemetery. And I'm like, that's cheerful. but I don't I'm not afraid of it that's just my my spirit team but Mm -hmm. yes my house 
<laughs> my parents bought the one of the oldest farmhouses like in the area. Okay. And they bought it from a lady whose parents lived in the house next to her, mm-hmm. which is my house. Okay. Okay. Well, they passed away. She sold the house and somebody else owned it and then I bought it. And my mom became friends with this lady who owned the farmhouse. And I said to her, your parents are haunting my house. (laughs) She said, what? (laughs) And I said, literally, quite literally, your parents are haunting my house. And and she goes, why? What are they doing? I said, well, your mom likes to sit on the back porch in a rocking chair. And she's very mild-mannered. She's very sweet, but this is her place. Uh And she said, I'm not leaving. And I say, you don't have to. She's like our guardian. Yeah. Right? That's so cool. Now, her dad was a very angry little man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he would get so mad. I'd do anything to the house. He'd get so mad. I, I could tell he was mad. I could mm-hmm. feel it. Mm-hmm. He would turn on lights. Turn on oh. lights. I'd, like, my bedroom's at the end of the hall and the living room's at the other end. And I'd go into my bedroom, turn on the light, turn off the light, walk back, sit down. I look up and the bedroom light's on. She's like, my dad was afraid of the dark. Oh, okay. And then uh, my ex-husband was out on the back porch. We closed it in. We had a water cooler out there. He said, "Um, I was gone. I came back. He said, somebody goosed me on the back porch. Nice. And I go, okay. He goes, I thought it was you, but you're gone. And I go, Myrtle, don't be doing that. (laughs) But finally, I had to tell Claude Mm -hmm. that he was not living here anymore this is not your home i had to cross him over oh, okay. but she was like i'm not going yeah I'm like I, you don't have to mm-hmm. just as long as you're not angry and you know we're good yeah. yeah it's like i don't care if i have something in my house as long as you don't wake me up yeah mm-hmm. you know or cause any trouble I don't, we can coexist that's totally cool you know like mm. i kind of enjoy it right right like, thinking I don't know who's here, but there might be somebody here. But sometimes you get that feeling, like you'll be yeah. sitting on the couch, and out of the corner of your eyes, you see something peek around the around the corner, and I'm yes. like, "Was I just seeing that yes. or what?" You know. I get that a lot in my bedroom because I, I put like a a protection around it, mm-hmm. and I'm like, "You're not allowed in here." When I'm sleeping, because I had somebody touch me, touch my arm oh. when I woke up like at three in the morning. Oh you know, gosh. it's always three in the morning, right? Yeah. I woke up at three in the morning and it felt like somebody like touched my arm, like swiped their hand on my arm, almost like, hey. Uh. And I was like, and I looked and my cat was looking right over there like, <laughs> excuse me. And I was like, you're not allowed in here. So yeah. I put up a protection, but I always see somebody like peeking in, mm-hmm. peeking into my bedroom. I'm like, it's like, I want to come back in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like a little kid. Yeah. Maybe it is. Have you ever seen child spirits? Or I really, I really don't see with my eyes. I see okay. with my third eye. Oh, okay. Like I can tell what what. It's kind of weird yeah. to me. I can see, like I can sense somebody. You know, um, mm-hmm. like I sense somebody out in the front yard, behind the tree, and I could picture him. But I look and I know he's there, but I can't see him yeah. with my eyes, which is so freaky to me. Yeah. But I was just trying to understand that and kind of get it now but mm-hmm. sometimes it's like okay i just want to break from this like yeah. you guys are constantly hey 
hey yeah hey they, they know you can send some yeah you know it's like if you were the only american in russia and you saw another american i heard somebody speaking american and be like oh wait 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 yeah you can you understand me for sure right? yeah which I, I think is amazing i think that's amazing mm-hmm. i always look at it as when i hear people talk about that it's almost like you're seeing with your energy so to me to rationalize it i think of like the predator yeah, and how I have seen that in the movie. Too. Well, not really the the shimmering I've in the building the sh- or whatever, but in the movie when they show the predator what he sees, he oh, doesn't yeah. see shapes; he sees the energy as yeah. shapes, and that's yeah. that's what I always think about when people tell tell me the same thing you just did. Yeah, that is kind of what that feels like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a great way to explain it. Yeah. I never even thought of that. Yeah, for sure. See, I'm here for you. <laughs> I appreciate yeah. it, Joe. Good Joe whisper. No, it's, you know, it's just, it's a fascinating look into human psyche, right? It's like, what do people feel? What do they sense? Um, you know, not everybody can experience that, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. some people want to. Like, I'd love to see a ghost. Like, I want to see an apparition today, right? Sure. Well, I probably not. But do I want to? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, some people sense and some people see, mm-hmm. you know. Or hear. Yes. I mean, we're in a school and... Schools are typically haunted for some odd reason. They are. I don't know. They are. But well, I think I think spirits go back to where they felt comfortable mm-hmm. and accepted. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like their house, yeah. the yeah. house they grew up in. Like yeah. I can't, un- I can't see my mom's house without my dad. Right? Yeah. Like he built that house. Yeah. He was there sixty three years. Yeah. Why wouldn't he be there? You oh, know what I absolutely. mean? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Sitting in his easy chair which mom sits in now yeah. but <laughs> yeah but are, you know what i mean like absolutely i would want to be where i was you know was the happiest yeah i think you know? it's you know i feel that spirits got fragmented like you see a spirit at this location and the same spirit at a different location or um when you see a spirit and they look like a little kid or that I think it's fragmentations of their energy. Mm-hmm. And when they were at that location, they were the happiest there. So that's the image that we see. Yeah. You know, it may not particularly be the, the spirit there, but we see the fragmentation and the memories of that location for oh, that yeah. spirit. Absolutely. And that's why we can see them in different locations as, as they're happy. You know? Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't want to cross over and be happy? Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, life is hard. <laughs> and short. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real sure. Short. So yeah, short for some people too, you know. And it's yeah, just so sad. Yeah. Oh, but um, tell us a little bit about how you got into reading tarot as well. That fascinates me. I, I really like to hear people's journey. All right. So um, when I went through my first divorce, this was probably eighteen years ago. I was hanging out with a group of girls and. Mm-hmm. We went to like Barnes and Noble, mm-hmm. just hanging out. And my friend, she's probably 15 years older than me. She had a tarot deck and she said, I'm going to buy you a tarot deck today. Oh, nice. And I said, really? Which ones? She said, these. I said, I'm drawn to those. So I still have that deck. I carry it with me everywhere I go. Oh, wow. That's cool. And I've had it forever. And I even bought a replacement for it. Mm-hmm. And I don't use it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like so connected with this deck. I can read with the other one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But so I started playing with the cards and just kind of familiarizing myself with it. And I would read from the book. Like I would just like I 
would do little things that are I used to belong to like a fraternal order mm-hmm. type of thing. And they would be like, Oh, do tarot readings for you know, ten bucks or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Okay. So I would read for people and they're like, Wow, you're really good and I'm like, Hey, I'm just reading a book. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. But then as I went on, it was like I could sense things. I would turn over a card. I know what my cards mean to me. Mm-hmm. And I would turn over a card and it would be like, this is what I feel with this card, but how it pertains to you is how I see it this way. Mm-hmm. And I, I kind of took a break because I went through my second divorce here recently and I'm getting back into it because mm-hmm. I miss it. Yeah. yeah. And that's part of the reason why I came here today. Well, to see everybody. Yeah. But <laughs> like a family reunion. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of good people here today. Um, but I thought, I'm going to check this event out because maybe I'll come next time. And, mm-hmm. you know. You should. You should. Yeah. It's like riding a bike. You got to practice, girl. <laughs> that is exactly what Mary just said to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. really? Yeah. She gave me a reading. She said, um, I have a male presence with me. I know who it is. And he mm-hmm. was like, it's like riding a bike. Just get back on the bike. <laughs> I was like, okay, sounds like him. Makes yep. perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever been somewhere and sent something really negative or dark? Well, I mean, the only place that I've ever really been that I felt that was OSR. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Just because it's a prison. Yeah. Right. I think it yeah. just was, you know, all the anger and all the hurt and mm-hmm. desperation and... Sometimes it's really draining. You have to learn mm-hmm. how to like process it mm-hmm. and turn it into like you know something else or push it away. Right. That would be the only place that I felt that, but I've been there a couple times. The first time was overwhelming a little bit for me mm-hmm. because I could feel that. Okay. It was just sad. Yeah. 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 I, I'm, and you guys have been there. What uh, do you oh feel yeah. when you're there? I huh? always think of the same thing as can you imagine how loud it was? Oh, yeah. When it was a prison, because you know now they got those big windows up, and but before mm-hmm. that, those were those windows weren't there, yeah. so that the whole prison was open to the center guard room that we're always in. Oh yeah, and yeah. I just I just think of how loud it must have been. Yeah, no doubt, it's a huge place. Mm-hmm. It's giant, huge, giant. I don't know. I you know when I go there, because we've been there so many times it feels very comfortable you know what i mean oh, like yeah. i feel comfortable in that space mm-hmm. i don't feel scared or um like i you know the first time i was there um for a ghost hunt mm-hmm. and um it, there was parts of it that were pretty terrifying and i saw a full body apparition there i mean like oh, wow. i saw him i almost bumped into him and then he disappeared i'm like Dad, are you that? <laughs> <laughs> it was the coolest thing that is and cool. i told people like for me, seeing an apparition or seeing a ghost is like riding a roller coaster. You're oh, really, yeah. really, really excited, but you're really, really scared. Yeah. And then once you go down that first hill, you're like, yes, I want to do it again. <laughs> is that adrenaline rush? Yes. <laughs> Love it. We chase that, don't you? Like well, in that's life. why we do what we do. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. Of course. That's cool. Um, do you do any work with like Reiki or energy or light work or anything along those lines? I I'm do. I'm kind of picking up on that. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, I haven't really developed it, but I do like to do energy work. Okay. Um, it's so weird because everybody has their own little niche when it comes to energy work. Mm-hmm. So 
I had gotten into like the singing bowls. Oh yeah. I don't know what it is. They just I tune into those and I can I can heal. Yeah. Doing that. Mm -hmm. So that excites me. Yeah. I want to collect like every single (laughs) size. You know, I started out with like I went to a spirit fair and um, everybody was walking around with their drums and Mm -hmm. and tambourine and whatever, and they're like. You want to join us? I got a tambourine. I'm like, no, I have this tiny bowl. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know? Right? And you could hear it. And they were just like, oh, you can really hear that. I'm like, yeah, it's a different sound. You know, mm-hmm. you're used to a drummer. You're right. used to a tambourine. But you're not used to that that frequency yeah. right. that that sets out, you yeah. know? And so I like, I want to explore that more. I have done some Reiki, but I don't do it like everybody else does it. I mean, some people follow the book and they do the Reiki and they... I'm not like that. I yeah. can't. Yeah, I I can't do Don't that. Don't box anything. you in, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, Don't put me in a corner. You got to have your own individuality. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Sure. And but, and nobody wants to get what they get from everybody else. They want something unique and different. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Now, do you do any um, um, investigations at all? Now, are yes. you like ghost hunting? Are yes. you got um, helping people? What, what's the rundown? Okay. <laughs> so, um, Josh and Julie. And I, mm-hmm. and there's a few other people. We have our paranormal team. It's called Dusk to Dawn Paranormal. Mm-hmm. And we don't do a lot. Yeah. We just kind of do it as our hobby, mm-hmm. you know? And we don't charge people. Like some people charge people. I don't get that. I, I don't, don't I don't know. That. I don't understand that. But we've had a lot of really cool experiences. Um, and it, it always surprises me. Like, I'm like, you know, I go into a place and I'm like, there's not going to be anything here, you know, <laughs> or whatever. And that's like, whoa, did you see that? Or, wow, you got to come over here and see this, mm-hmm. and feel this, or, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just, it's amazing how much energy is in a building. Yeah, for sure. New or old. Yeah. I mean, because we, we had a woman that mm-hmm. said, I think my husband and my son are here. And she was elderly lady, okay. sweetest lady. Yeah. And I said, yeah, somebody's in that room, and they don't want us in there. <laughs> he's sitting in his chair, and he's like, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked on the wall, and I was like, it's him. <laughs> and she's like, that's my son. I'm like, yeah, he's in there. <laughs> he's mad. And she's like, well, he was kind of an angry person. I said, yeah, I'm kind of picking up on that. Mm-hmm. But her, her husband was just a very sweet spirit, mm-hmm. you know. I don't know. It, I guess that feel, you can just feel it. You walk into a place, you just feel it. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Joe and I talk a lot about, like, feeling energy, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you walked into a room where somebody just had a fight. And, oh, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you know. You're going to sense that for sure. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how we go into an investigation. We don't want to know a lot. We don't want to know yes. background or history until afterwards. We want to go in and feel what we feel. Yeah. And sense, which is great. I love it. Yeah, that's really <laughs> the best way to go about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we just did, um, our last investigation was the Scott County Jail. It's down in Tennessee. It's this old historic jail. It looks like a castle. You know, it's got, what, maybe mm-hmm. nine cells yeah, in it like or something. Cells. Small. Okay. I'm telling you, I walked in there, and it was just so overwhelming for me. I didn't even want to ghost hunt. I was just like, oh, wow. And I don't know if it was the anxiety that I was feeling on that trip, but it was. Well, it was I think like, the same There was a room I didn't even want to walk into. I'm like, oh, mm. No, bad mm-hmm. juju. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I had the weird. same feel. I never, I never get that feeling of 
you know, oh, I don't want to go in that room. But there was one room where I got like a, I don't want to say panic attack, but I felt something. Yeah. I'm like, this is not right. Yeah. Sometimes you, know? you can feel like the way a person has passed. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like I'll feel a spirit and I'll be like, this person had like a breathing issue or like a heart attack or something, you know, <clears throat> and kind of pinpoint it. It's so, it's so interesting, you know, as, as we get older, thinking about what happens when you go, right? Yeah. You're trying to live this life and trying to do the best that you can do. And none of it's going to matter when you go, right? Like, <laughs> I know, right? I'm just yeah. like, why am I getting all worked up about this? Why, you know, why am I getting upset? And I can't help it, right? That's your human emotion. But yeah. it's like, I try to think about, is it going to matter when I'm 82, right? Right. Is it going to matter when I pass on? No. Am right. I going to remember that? No. I'm just going to remember the good time. So try to make the good memories, right? That's right. Absolutely. Come and talk to people. Come to a convention and hang mm-hmm. out with us weirdos. <laughs> We're good weird. One of my <laughs> sayings is always acknowledge and move on. Just, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Okay, I'm done with that. You yeah. pretty much have to. Yeah. 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 Can't dwell on it. Mm-mm. Tell us um, if you could go anywhere in the world, anywhere, unlimited funds, to any place, where would you want to go? Are we talking like a vacation or investigation? Either or. Okay. Um, Alcatraz. Yeah. Oh, good one. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I want to go to the Stanley Hotel. Yes. I oh. think I, I love The Shining. Like, yeah. that's one of my favorite movies of all time. And my, my dad reminds me of Jack Nicholson back then. Like, he had that hair like that. Mm-hmm. And he kind of looked like him then. Okay. So that movie always freaked me out. But... Um, there's so many places. I mean, I want to go to Penhurst. I want to go to... Um, are you guys familiar with Adam Kimmel? Uh, <clears throat> might be. Maybe. I know a lot of people by face. Yeah. Okay, he owns Madison Seminary in Ohio okay. and Fairfield okay. County Infirmary. Probably sure met him at some I'm point. sure you have. He's a huge energy. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I have not been to his properties yet. And I definitely want to go there. Those are on my list. Yeah. Yeah. And I want to go to Sweet Springs Sanitarium in Virginia. Oh, I haven't heard of that. What's that about? Um, well, I, I, it's very active mm. from what I have seen. And I've talked to the lady who um, runs all of that. She was on a podcast that I was on previously. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just, it intrigues me. Yeah. The whole, she caught this. She caught a picture of a black shadow in a bathtub. Like, it's amazing. If you look it up, every once in a while she'll share it on Facebook, you know. Mm -hmm. And she's very intuitive. Um, There's just so many places. What about you guys? What, Where haven't you been that you want to go? Everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) Um, For investigating, I would love to go to Scotland. You know, the castles and haunted castles. Oh, yeah. You know, catacombs. Um, I, I, any castle, I guess, you know, I just always yeah. had a fascination with castles. Um, I don't know. I, I, I want to go to like Bora Bora or, you know, one of the beachy type, you know, tropical oh, yeah. places for my, you know, bucket list type thing. Italy. Gotcha. Italy. Oh, yes. The architecture. Yeah. I, it just, it just keeps coming up. I'm like, I want to sit. In a cafe and drink wine and watch fine Italian men walk by in fine suits, you know. Like, but I would think it would just be amazing to like go um, uh, to 
see some of these, you know, ancient historic sites, sure. right? Like the Sistine Chapel or, you know, maybe Jerusalem where Jesus walked. Or, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Something that has cultural and spiritual significance. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, no. Got to get some money, though. I keep thinking <laughs> I would love to go investigate, and I don't know if it would be not proper or whatever to investigate there, but I would love to go to, like, Auschwitz, but I don't know if that would be proper or not. But Man. I would go to just, pay respects, but I wouldn't go somewhere. Yeah, I don't you know. know I mean? You know I mean? I'd love to go there because I would love to honor the people that were there. Yes. Yes. And, you know, in our style of ghost hunting, that's what we do. Yeah. We're not there to cross people over or nothing right. like that. Right. We just come to be yeah. mm-hmm. converse, come mm-hmm. conversate. I think that's yeah. what they want. They just yeah. want to be heard. Exactly. They do. They want to be understood and heard. We've had people say, I have an angry spirit in my house. Well, have you tried talking to it? Exactly. Yeah. No. I tell it to go away. I'm like, no, don't be like that. Like, you have to kind of coexist with mm-hmm. the spirit because... Mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere. And they have a lot more time than you do. Yes. Oh, I have a question for you. Yeah. I want to get your take on this. Okay. And I'll just give you a little background. Joe and I, at one point, went to New Orleans. And our cousin took us down to where um, the Lower Ninth Ward was. I forgot about that. So when the hurricane came through, it washed away everything. I mean, it just, everything, buildings, Hmm. you know, monuments, cemetery, everything, just gone. Where did the spirits go when a natural disaster like that happens? Oh my so gosh. you have a, just say you have a haunted building. Just your your opinion. Okay. You have a haunted building. A flood comes through, destroys it. The spirits are tied to the location. Where do the spirits go? I think probably some of them still stay there. I, that's honestly, I think. Yeah. because in their time they're still seeing what the building used to look like. Yeah. If that's how it is. I, we don't know. I mean, yeah, we don't know until we're there, right? Mm-hmm. Until we're haunting somebody. And yeah. I'm going to. Oh, yeah. I have a list. <laughs> Come by, say hi. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think some of them probably, maybe they moved on. Mm-hmm. But if they're really stuck in a place, I mean. Like if the building gets destroyed, do their energy get swept away in the water? Or are they now out in the ocean somewhere? You know, like, these are the weird things that keep me up at night. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can't sleep. I need to know. I think there's some validity to that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like, like kind of like you do, you know, they're still there. It's yeah. where they were. Mm-hmm. So It was haunting, that's though. Interesting. It was very, very... Uh, the strangest feeling, like, being in a place like that. The same feeling I got when I was at the famine cemetery in Ireland. Oh. Okay. The potato famine. Mm-hmm. <sighs> that was one of the most haunting feelings I've ever had. It felt like yeah. there was people... They're all the standing there staring at us. Oh I could feel gosh. like 50 different people. It was amazing. Yeah. It was so cool. That's how I felt that one night yeah. alone in that village. Yeah. <laughs> and what kind of people are haunting those buildings? Were they like previous owners or workers? Yeah. Or? Yeah. People, um, okay. I mean, like the, the Bristol Inn, there's a woman who haunts that. And she, I believe she was like the innkeeper. Mm. Her and her husband, mm-hmm. but because she she would put things places like she'd go through at night, put mm-hmm. things in places, and then they'd come in in the morning and they'd put them back, and then the next day, you know, same routine every yeah. day, every single day, and you'd see her uh-huh. like pulling the curtains or opening the curtains type of thing, and she's wearing a long dress, and um, 
I don't know. I think it's like, you know, wherever you feel home, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, the other spirits, there was a, there's a barber shop there. There's a doctor's home. There's a dressmaker's home. And that house freaked me out. Really? Why? I felt like somebody was held prisoner in that house. It's possible. Yeah. yeah. But maybe, I thought maybe it was the woman who was the dressmaker. I felt like she was like just trapped. And maybe that's, maybe she was like trapped in a marriage and couldn't go anywhere. And she just was like, this is my life and I'm miserable, but I'm just going to live my life. And it's just so. That's sad. It is. It is. To know like, okay, you live that life, but now that you're passed on, you don't have to be trapped. You don't have to live in that misery. You could still exist and be in the same space, but you don't have to keep reliving that, you know, traumatic lifestyle or and you think about that too it's like you know intelligent versus residual yeah you know it's like why can't something that is residual turn intelligent and change we don't know it could have yeah i mean maybe it could if you could actually like bring somehow get their attention and communicate with them mm-hmm. but you know it's kind of weird like i look at residual like every day i come home I do a certain thing, like I pull my car in the garage, I walk in the same door, I put my shoes in the same place, I put my belongings in the same place, I sit in the same chair. It's like I let, I leave an imprint, you know? Mm-hmm. So maybe they're not there really. Yeah. <laughs> well, like it goes back to what I was saying before, maybe a yeah. fragmentation of that. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah. Because you see the same thing over and over. Well, as a, that's the energy that they put into that, and maybe that energy sticks because yeah. we don't know. Yeah, but it is fascinating. Oh yeah, it is. And, and like Joe always says, more we ask questions, the more we don't understand. Oh, yeah. More exactly. questions come up, right? <laughs> you ask one question, leads them to fifty different oh, shoots yeah. and yeah. rabbit holes. Or yeah, we could probably sit here and talk until like next <laughs> week about stuff, right? <laughs> We love it though. We like to we like to get real woo woo. We mm. like the woo woo stuff, right? Mm. Let's like talk about where this energy comes from, or how do yeah. spirits speak and you audibly hear them when they don't have a voice box, you right? Know? You know, exactly. how do they burst that energy through so you hear them or you see them or you feel them touching you when you're sleeping? Yeah, yeah or you smell their cologne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't that amazing too? I've actually had that. That's mm-hmm. different. I've smelled like cigarette smoke sometimes uh-huh. in different places uh-huh. and no cigarettes around right or, yeah um one time and it was really strange i went to the bingo hall but it was at the little catholic church that we go to play bingo at uh-huh. and i smelled roses so prominently you would have thought somebody just sprayed air freshener on my face oh my gosh it's crazy yeah it was so cool though <laughs> that is cool it's I like love a that. like somebody's scent yeah. yeah. I mean, and they're, yeah. you know, you just kind of, I've, I've had where I smell like cigar smoke or mm-hmm. a very strong perfume. And I'm like, okay, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love that. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Have you ever heard um, audible voices when you're doing any of your investigating? I have. I've heard my name, oh, okay. um, which is, I hear it a lot. Actually, like if I'm like in my room, laying in my bed, just quiet, I'll hear Amanda. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, there's nobody here. <laughs> just me. Um, That's interesting. I don't, I don't hear a lot. Just I've heard my name. 
I've yeah. heard everybody's had that experience yeah. Yeah. once or twice mm-hmm. that you're, you know, upstairs and hear somebody call your name and you come downstairs and nobody's oh, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Like, what happened? Yes. Yeah. Interesting. But we'd love to thank you for coming on. This yeah. was fun. so much really fun. We really appreciate you coming and sharing your knowledge with us and well, your thank story. You. Thank you so much. It was great seeing you here. It was really all these people. Yeah, it's good to see you, too. See you look across the crowd and see you stand there. I know, right? We've got to get you on the show. Our eyes met, the three yeah. of us, yeah. 60 feet <laughs> from yeah <laughs> all those people <laughs> thank you so much all right yes, thank you it. so yeah it's so interesting and i've known amanda through sarah going to different conventions and seeing mm-hmm. them together and stuff but i never really talked to her and she is so interesting yeah she is she, you know that's what i love about going to the conventions is there's always somebody new to meet there is always somebody interesting who has like you know a story or or knowledge of the paranormal that we've just not known about mm-hmm. and it opens up that rabbit hole and we go down it yeah because <laughs> we love the woo woo mm-hmm. but i hope you enjoyed the interview that i really did yeah. and like we always say please get up on our website uh, there's a lot of stuff going on i will update it as soon as i can but our next show is michigan paracon yes woo sue st marie michigan which is in August, but bring a jacket because it is chilly up there. It is <laughs> the top of Michigan. <laughs> but you'll you'll love it. It's a long drive, but it's worth it. Yeah, it's it's amazing and lots to do and see up there. Not yes. just the convention. You can go see the Sioux Locks. You can go to haunted cemeteries. Check it out. And there's nothing like the Michigan Paracon parties. <laughs> crazy joe gets crazy at yeah. the parties and also please 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 wherever you're listening to us give us a five-star rating review it really means a lot and with the new algorithms we really need those i we used to never ask for them because it was like eh, look at us we're five star but now we really do need them because yeah. the algorithms have changed and some of the people that listen to the show can't hear it anymore so we really depend on you guys to keep us going and grow the audience you know, bring us to to new people. Absolutely. You know, that's one way that you can support the show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you any millionaires are listening, you can just send something in my cash app. No, just if you, kidding. <laughs> if you do want to mon- make a monetary donation, go up on mm-hmm. our website. There is a actually a, yeah. a link to that. It'll take you to our PayPal and you can do that. But the biggest thing is please share the show with your friends. Please leave us a five star rating and review and have a great week. Yeah, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Goodbye. Love you. Bye. Of your head.